Hi, and welcome to Season 2 of the LJPC Conversations Podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Cunningham. This is a podcast about the amazing people who attend La Jolla Presbyterian Church in La Jolla, California. Season 1 focused on our fabulous staff, and Season 2 is focusing on some of the fantastic people who attend our wonderful church. I have two of those amazing people in the studio today, Scott and Carrie Miller. Hi, guys. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Apparently, Good. we're in the wrong room. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't know this. this was only for fantastic and amazing people. Well, you know, this guy's going to be full of jokes this whole this whole time. <laughs> Everyone, get ready. But I'm bump. I love that, Carrie. <laughs> yes, you guys are amazing, and we're happy to have you. Or I'm happy to have you, not we, right? All right, I want to uh, start by getting to know you both a little bit better. So um, please share who you are, um, where you grew up, a little bit about your family, what you do for a living, um, your kids, and you guys each get to share. So you can decide who goes first. I'll let Carrie go first. I will go first. Okay. Okay. Uh, so Carrie Miller, I grew up in Washington State in a tiny little town called Tootle, T-O-U. T-L-E. Where is that? I've never heard of that. It's up by Mount St. Helens. Ah. So if you recall in 1980 when the mountain exploded, we lived about 20 minutes away okay, in a wow. little town called Longview. And then we moved up to Tootle after it blew. Wow. <laughs> so grew up there, super small, went through a K through 12 school. Mm. Um, so graduated with 39 of my fellow seniors. So it was a very tiny, tiny community. Wow. And then um, moved to Portland, Oregon, after high school, and then eventually made my way down here. So good long trajectory of just moving down the coast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have an older brother who is three years older. Um, He actually recently moved back to where we grew up, and my mom is still living up there. Wow. So, yeah, most of my family members Mm -hmm. are still in that neck of the woods. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then this fine man over here. <laughs> okay, you want to you share, Scott, and then we'll get into the kids a little sure. bit? Sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I grew up in Ohio in a small town outside of Columbus called Granville, Ohio, home of Denison University, if anybody's heard of Denison. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went, col- went through high school there and then went down to North Carolina to a small private school uh, called Elon College. Mm-hmm. Uh, worked in Charlotte for a few years with Bank of America Investments. And that's what actually brought me out here in 2004. Mm -hmm. So um, met Carrie, actually, through Bank of America. That's how we met. And um, then I've been in the investment world since 2004. Mm -hmm. Um, Went from Bank of America with our team to Morgan Stanley in 2009. So we've been there uh, for 11 years now. And what's your title at Morgan Stanley? Uh, Title is financial advisor. Okay. Um, I do have a designation, uh, Chartered Advisor in Philanthropy, that okay. I did through the American College uh, the last, uh, this is six years ago. Mm. So that's more of uh, kind of the fun side that I mm-hmm. like is talking to families about their philanthropic goals and giving and different ways that they can do that effectively. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, definitely. And Carrie, you work? I do work. I'm a realtor. So I work out of the Keller Williams office in Bankers Hill, and I've been doing that for about five years now. Mm-hmm. Before that, as Scott mentioned, I was at Bank of America. I did a small stint for a mutual client that we had um, at a pharma company, a startup pharma. Um, but I spent almost 14 years in banking and finance prior to that. Mm. So, you know, the real estate 
career is really just an extension of helping people wealth plan and build. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just adding to their portfolios the way I see it, but super fun to see people move into their first home or move up or down. So it's super rewarding. Yes, career, definitely. Sure. And and you get the girls involved, I see in some of your posts, <laughs> them helping you yes. set up an open house or get signs ready and yes. things like that. So talk a little bit about your girls. They are awesome. They're literally everything to both of us. I can fully say that with full confidence. (laughs) Um, Evelyn is almost 10. Catherine is almost 8. They both have December birthdays coming up soon. Mm. Um, They go to PB Elementary and they are, they're just amazing. Mm. But yes, they do help a lot with work. They'll run around and be my PR and my marketing team. Yes, very cute. Everybody wants to see them. They don't really care. Oh, they're such beautiful girls. (laughs) Yeah, so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so good stuff. Yeah, great. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. Fun life. Definitely. And where what neighborhood do you guys live in? We're in Bay Park. In Bay Park. By Mission Bay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, tell a little bit more about how you guys met. You met in banking, but tell a little bit about the circumstances of how you met and how long you've been married. It'll be 12 years in April. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You were like, how long? I'm like, how long? Hmm. 12 12 years in April. Forever. I do do know that. Um, (laughs) No, it's been great. We we met uh, at Bank of America when I moved out here. her role was actually to find me a uh, a girlfriend, a suitable mate. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? And she, <laughs> she was the wing woman. She was my <laughs> wing woman. So, so uh, you guys were in the same branch, or no? The way in which it was structured is that I worked when we met. I worked on the investment side as an assistant okay. to his business partner. Okay, and when he moved out here, he joined that team. So I essentially became his assistant by default. Right? I mean, that's fair to say. Correct. <laughs> okay. That is fair to say. Uh, no, she was, I mean, always a lot of fun and a, a good friend. And and then, you know, just it turned into more. And, and you so kept saying, I'm going to find you a girl. Is that what happened? I did. I tried really <laughs> she hard. Did, no actually, it turns out she enough. was very successful at that. So <laughs> it's just not the way I had anticipated it to, to begin. <laughs> it's not funny. I tried to set up Paul with my college roommate before Paul and I started dating. So it is funny how (laughs) that happens sometimes. Sneaky. (laughs) I know. And so so what happened when you guys knew that uh, you wanted to date each other? So tell us, tell us the details, people. Come on. Yeah. So the, <laughs> come on. Well, well, working together, it was a little <laughs> tricky um, because at that point, Carrie had shifted to a role where she was doing the banking mm-hmm. side for for our clients. So she would do all the kind of the private banking with them, uh, and our team would do the investment side. So we shared clients, and it was a, a mutual uh, relationship with the clients and each other. Um, so professionally, the bank didn't really look at that favorably mm-hmm. they didn't come to us and say anything but it was just one of those things where it's frowned upon it's mm-hmm. frowned upon mm-hmm. right <laughs> to, to be married sure. and working in that capacity so um about that time actually it did work out well that that that's when carrie um took a a career change to work for one of our mutual clients in the bio space mm-hmm. and did that for a few years and that worked out really well because that's when we started having children mm-hmm. um and so she had that flexible schedule to a degree of, of putting in I and mean, it was full time to start and then I think 
you went down to 20 hours or 25 yeah. hours. And the great thing was is that this particular company didn't really have any HR policy mm. as it pertained to maternity leave. Oh. So I got to write my own maternity wow. leave, which was fantastic. Awesome. So, yeah, I took about six months off. Then I went back to work for 20 hours <laughs> and then realized, hey, we're just basically working to pay a nanny. I Let's just <laughs> right. stay home. So it... It was really amazing. Yes. Like a great time of life to be home. Yeah. And hard to imagine now that the girls will be eight and ten. I know. Right? Goes and then with your kids now out of the house. <laughs> right. and it's just a, it's a different season. And I've <laughs> I've come to appreciate just trying to really focus mm-hmm. on the season that you're in mm-hmm. and taking all of it together. Mm-hmm. I mean, as you know from this, we kind of joked about how difficult it's been to just arrange this conversation. <laughs> right. This for us pod- to get together, just get all our schedules to sit together. Down right? At yeah. one point, and yeah. here we are on a you know, 930 on a Monday. And ironically, that's the <laughs> easiest time for everybody to get together. Yes. It's easier for me to just take off work than on a weekend with yes. the kids and stuff. Sure. Um, so that's just kind of where we are right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's fun. But it's I mean, I ask, you know, people at work and Carrie is I you know, what day is it? Sometimes oh, it's just, sure. where am I right now? Right. What day is it? <laughs> it's such a busy um, season. But it's fun. And it's, you know, trying to take it, you know, just you never know, you know, what life's going to give you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you look back at and when they were small, when they were three and five. Yes. And, and social media has a beautiful way of reminding us oh, now mm-hmm. with all the pop-ups of mm-hmm. the pictures. And it just seems like yesterday. Yeah. It does. Um, when you think 10 years ago, you were having Evelyn. Yeah. And that's like that. And then you think 10 years from now, she'll be 20. Right? I know. I'm not going to think about that right now. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's weird, crazy. right? No, yeah. When you think how fast the last 10 years have yeah. gone, you know. Yeah. No, in 10 years, we'll be, you know, where you are. The kids are mm-hmm. out of the house. Right. And it's it's a different season. Yes. Right? Yeah. And so um, luckily, our kids are, are still the the age that they enjoy us mm-hmm. and for the most and part they will they like continue to enjoy you guys you guys are um, so fun and awesome we're trying to trying to we're keep trying it fun to. trying to not take life <laughs> too, too seriously yes yes um but it, it is i mean just kind of thinking about the kids again is at the beginning was just trying to keep them alive right? <laughs> yes definitely that was just yes, like, I remember that was that. that was it and then now you're like okay they're pretty self-sufficient they're going to be okay and it's more of the the stress and anxiety of what kind of people are they going to yeah. become, mm-hmm. right? What are we mm-hmm. actually raising? Right. Um, which I think was so, not to, to segue in, into the next questions yet, but of why it was so important to be part of a, mm-hmm. a smaller church community. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, I grew up in a small Presbyterian church mm-hmm. in Ohio. And, you know, m- most of my kind of good friends from from that period of time, well, all of them were really part of that small group mm-hmm. church community. Mm-hmm. And so when we had, when we had the girls, um, we were going to the rock at the time, which was a lot of fun. And we love, you know, miles and his message. Um, but we just didn't have that smaller community sense. Yeah, we weren't um, connecting. Yeah. It felt too large it to did. you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, definitely. So how long have you guys been at La Jolla Press? Evelyn. Nine years. I was going to say, Evelyn's oh. almost 10, so the whole yeah. time. Almost. Nine years. Yeah. So we were introduced by good friends of ours and longtime members of the church, Brooke and Brady Phelps. Mm-hmm. So uh, Evelyn is two days 
older or younger? Younger. Younger than Adley. Mm. And that's how we met. Literally. Uh, you were neighbors. We were neighbors. Yeah, yeah, I remember you know, that. In the townhome, mm-hmm. looking at each other through the windows. <laughs> Spying um, at each other. Yeah, it just seems, Wait, see it people, seems like, it seems like they just had a baby. <laughs> yeah. And maybe we just it had is. a baby. It's yeah. like you, see, you start seeing them walk around. Yeah. It's like, oh, she's pregnant. She's like, oh, she's really pregnant. Oh, and you're really, pregnant. Yeah. you're really pregnant. You're really pregnant. And then yeah. all of a sudden you're walking around with kids the same yes. size. Awesome. Um, and so that just, you know, we struck up a conversation there. And, and it doesn't take long for Brady to bring up the church. Um, yeah. And so within short order, he said, you guys should, should come and check it out. Yeah. And we did. And it's been our our church home ever since and we felt right at home so welcomed good. right away yeah. good right away yeah and you guys are mainly go to the 10 the clock service yes mainly go to the 10 mm-hmm. unless the girls are in choir and then we'll yes. go to the 845 the 10 and the 11 <laughs> yes uh, yes for at least, you go to them all <laughs> or at least, run in and out <laughs> yes, for at yes. least those segments so if you see us ducking in and out of those other ones it's, <laughs> it's because it's of choir not that we don't want paul's message <laughs> not that you don't want to hear it three times three times yeah <laughs> Right. I know sometimes people ask, do you go to all three services? I say, uh, no. <laughs> I go to one and I pop into others. Yeah. You know? so I love him, but I don't want to listen to it three times. <laughs> um, okay, so so tell us how you guys are involved here at La Jolla Press. Well, I'm on the women's ministry uh, committee, and so I've been now a couple, two years maybe. Um, so just helping and volunteering mm-hmm. when and where I can. Now that the kids are not in any of the, you know, toddler rooms, we're not really in those classrooms sure. anymore on a Sunday helping mm-hmm. out. Um, not that we shouldn't be, uh, but that's that's the extent that I'm involved on committees and things here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm on the finance committee um, for the last three years, um, which has been which has been fun. Uh, I actually enjoy the people a lot. Uh, it's more accounting mm-hmm. than personal finance, which is my kind of background. Mm-hmm. But um, I like to think that I can help a little bit uh, in that sense. And so, you do. <laughs> uh, so that was fun. And then I'll be uh, an elder here starting next year. So um, just trying to get more more involved, uh, obviously to help out the church um, because there is a – this next generation that needs to, to step up a little mm-hmm. bit in, in leadership roles. And so mm-hmm. I can see the need for that and, and happy to help in, in that way. But um, I think more importantly, just for my own faith journey of getting more involved, the more involved you are in the church, the I think the bigger impact it has and, mm-hmm. and kind of gets into other areas of your, your life. Just mm-hmm. kind of the more you're here and just around, right. and just let the, the community and the spirit and the, and the people involved, it just just makes sense to mm-hmm. to take that next step as far as where I am right now. Definitely. And you guys um, go to the women's retreat, the men's retreat, the couples retreat. You guys... Uh, we haven't done we the have couples not, retreat no, yet. And I haven't done the women's retreat yet. You haven't. It dang it. Either. And you haven't made but it to the I men's. Do, we do the men's <laughs> retreat. The, we love the retreats. Um, and so as a, a quick advertisement for the, the tre- <laughs> retreats, anybody listening should definitely do the, the men's and women's retreats. Yes, agreed. Um, I think and I can't speak for the women's retreat, but what I really like about the men's retreat is it does cover a number of age spectrums. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get to see a lot of people and and connect with people that go to different services or you don't necessarily see at the same point mm-hmm. if we're you know running to the 10 o'clock and mm-hmm. then grabbing the kids and off to the next thing. Um, and so I think it's I think that's important for our church community is 
to have some of that kind of cross pollination mm-hmm. of um, of the different services. And I, I I like the bigger events. Um, the couples retreat is just difficult for us with with the girls family. And, yeah, yeah. my parents are in North Carolina, and so you know to have an overnight and and do that. They're getting closer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where we can have them just do a sleepover or something in somebody's house and, mm-hmm. and maybe we'll take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, at some point. At some point. Yes, yes. Definitely. We're going to do all kinds of stuff when the kids are gone. <laughs> you are. <laughs> just, you are. I bet, gonna, again, I'm just trying to, your lead and trying to appreciate the season. <laughs> yeah, trying yeah. to appreciate the season that we're in right now. But, yes, not not looking too far ahead and, and wishing them out of the house yet, for sure. But. Yeah, no, there there is this wonderful freedom where you can just – keep living your lives without stopping for any reason you know last night paul and i went to um the church that are that our church is helping plant ebenezer in linda vista so we went to their worship service at five and then paul's small group we all um served them dinner and they're just you know there never seems to be enough food and so um we served but we didn't eat and so you know in the past we would be you know rushing home and you know, scrounging and eating some frozen corn dogs or something <laughs> once we got home to make up for that. But instead, there's a great Thai restaurant, Sabi Lee, that's close to that church in Linda Vista. It's a cash only place. You know, it's one of those mom and pop places. And so we left and we said, let's go to Sabi Lee, you know. So it, it's just that freedom of of being able to, you know, kind of take care of yourself, yeah. <laughs> which we've doesn't had, happen very often. We've had a little taste of that actually through through the church. Um because Catherine's now old enough that she can go to exchange yes. on Wednesdays with Evelyn. So we have a built-in date night every Wednesday. Tell tell people about that a little bit in case it's someone fabulous. doesn't know what that program is. Yeah, talk is. about exchange. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, exchange led by our fearless leader, Susie Deuce, mm-hmm. which is a, she's amazing, by the way. And what age um, group is that? It is second through fifth graders okay. every Wednesday from five to seven. Mm-hmm. The kids come, they play games, they have dinner, their souls are fed with a little bit of Jesus, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, and then we have been able to take those two hours and go for a walk or go sit and explore a restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, for people like us that don't have family here in town, to have a regularly scheduled date night. It, I think it was last week or two weeks ago. He's like, gosh, it's Wednesday again already. Like, yeah. it's <laughs> a game it's changer. Kind of like, Wait a right? minute. I yeah. see you every Wednesday for two yeah. hours and we can talk like adults and not yes. have to worry about all the other stuff mm-hmm. that's happening. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really great. I strongly encourage anybody mm-hmm. who's here with kids in those age groups to bring them. My kids are super stoked every time mm-hmm. Wednesday rolls around. So, yeah. yeah, it's a win for everybody. Everybody's yeah. happy. And then they'll get to the age where they can't wait to go to winter camp and then you guys have a whole weekend. Yeah. And then they can't wait to go to summer camp and then you guys have a whole week. You know, once your kids are, uh, you know, Scott's eyes are, are brightening <laughs> up here. He's like, a whole week! <laughs> and and of course we love and adore our children yeah. and want to be with them 24-7, but it's sure. nice to have a little bit of a break, have some balance in life. Sure. And uh, that's a good thing. So Yeah, well, even with the Wednesday date night, it's yeah. been, I mean, because we used to do a date night every couple of months. We never had anything oh, sure. that regular. So yeah. now, you know, just having that adult time every Wednesday, <laughs> it's, there's a little bit of what are we going like, to do? <laughs> looking at each other a bit and just remembering what it was mm-hmm. like when it was just us. And it's not just, you know, the kids are around and it's all about them. Yes, um, yeah. And so it's, it's a little taste of that next 
chapter. Yes, yeah. yeah. And yeah. speaking of winter camp, Evelyn is actually going to her first sleepaway weekend oh. camp in January. And that is very exciting. Through the church? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. So we're yeah. getting there. Baby yeah. steps. Yes, yes. Baby steps. And yeah. it's a game changer when they both go. <laughs> yeah. When they both go We're to winter camp. Like, yeah. And they Wednesday both go to winter camp. Yes. Sure. yes. <laughs> and that will be here before you know it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. But that's the joy of being involved in a church is that your kids have this community of their own yeah. within the church body. And so they start doing their own activities and their own camps and their own service and their own groups. And so um, it gives you guys kind of that better balance in the family where there are other people engaged in their lives, yeah. <laughs> you know, which is very cool. So I want to hear a little bit about your faith journeys individually. So uh, whoever wants to go first. Well, my faith journey is a little interesting because I did not grow up going to church. Um, I had a grandmother who was heavily involved in her church. And I can just recall as a kid, probably Evelyn's age, around eight or nine years old, going to her house and she always had her kitchen table full of these beautiful women from her church Mm. where she had her small group and everybody just seemed so happy and connected and supportive and drinking coffee you know that was Mm -hmm. my it just it just seemed so lovely to see her so happy all the time and surrounded by all these people that she really truly cherished Mm. and so I just grew up thinking gosh someday I want that I want to feel what that feels like but your parents didn't participate parents did not participate no um and then it was probably I was 19 I believe my grandmother the same grandmother got sick um she ultimately passed of cancer Mm. but on one of her surgeries I went to the hospital and she asked to save me in the hospital huh and so I prayed with her by her hospital bed and she saved me and I can recall going home and my just my whole mindset shifted and I don't know if that you know was the spirit or just me Mm -hmm. thinking differently I got a speeding ticket which is actually really funny (laughs) the only one I've ever had in my my life gosh how ironic and I remember calling my grandmother and saying thank God God, I got this speeding ticket. He was trying to slow me down and save my life. Really? And she's like sobbing on the phone thinking this is the most incredible phone call Aww. she's ever received as her granddaughter calling and saying, you know, God saved me by giving me a speeding ticket. Wow. Um, but then, you know, I lost, I did lose my way for a while and um, found church again through employees at the bank, mm. quite frankly. Wow, this and, bank is special. Yeah, right? right. <laughs> bank of America, <laughs> making it happen. Making it happen. Making it happen. Um, but we ended up, I got invited to go to the Rock Church by another colleague of mine. And so I went, and then it was a few weeks later that this guy was sitting in mm. one of the chairs, and he's like, hey, I didn't know you were here. I, it, hmm. I actually can't recall how the conversation started, but it was just kind of one of those, wow, you're here too. That's hmm. really, really neat. And then... Yeah, went to The Rock for a couple of years. Actually, we were going there before they moved to the Point Loma location. Oh, okay. We were in a warehouse or something mm-hmm. in Kearney Mesa. And then um, when we came here, I really took a big leap. And when we had Evelyn baptized, I was baptized with her. You were. Yeah. yeah. When was that? January of 2011. Oh. I, I'm not yeah. remembering that, but I love that. I'm sure I was there watching. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that. That's yeah. awesome. Very cool. 
Yeah, that's so special. All right, Scott. <laughs> well, mine's a little different. Uh, <laughs> no speeding tickets? No speeding tickets. <laughs> uh, again, I grew up in the church, uh, Methodist and then a Presbyterian church in Ohio. Uh, parents were involved, uh, did the whole youth group thing, just kind of grew up with it, just like we're doing with, mm-hmm. with our kids. Um, but you don't know any different. Mm-hmm. It's just, this is my community. This is what we do. Um, and so then going, you know, after graduation and going to school, um, I didn't really have a church community in college in North Carolina there. Um, so it just kind of, again, it wasn't part of my life, which is surprising mm-hmm. because it was such a big part kind of growing up. Um, and then it was after kind of graduating and moving out here that, you know, was introduced to the church again. It just, I think it was something was missing, you know, maybe that was, that was part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the right person at the right time um, said, hey, you should join me or we should go. And so I think there's a, there's a good lesson for me in that when I am talking to people of, you know, and Paul's brought this up many times of, of just that's what our job is, mm. you know, out there in the community mm-hmm. is, you know, letting God do the work. Um, but, you know, being that extended hand mm-hmm. that, that makes that introduction. And so that was certainly for me, um, got me there and obviously saw Carrie there uh, as well. So that didn't hurt. Um, but it was really after I think we had the kids that yes. it, all those, you know, all those memories and things mm. came back um, about the type of community I was raised in and the appreciation for that mm-hmm. and wanting to make sure that the girls had the same experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a journey. Um, I'm still on that journey. Sure. Um, but I think that that's, you know, and then not just for the kids and making sure that they have that that experience, but then again, getting more involved in the church ourselves mm-hmm. um, outside of just with the kids, um, I think will be will be good for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. I look forward to that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That'll be fun. Um, I want to talk a little bit about a wonderful organization that you guys carry. You for sure are a part of, and Scott, by default, maybe, right. <laughs> is, is joyfully a part of. But share a little bit about that mission. Well, I am a board member for Promises to Kids, which is a local nonprofit for foster youth. Um, it used to be called the Child Abuse Prevention Foundation. Mm. Um, they changed the name. So there's part of the organization is the Polinsky Center, and that's really the intake. Um, so when children are removed from their homes from abuse, mm. abandonment, or neglect, that is where they are brought in to. Where is the Polinsky Center? It's over in Kearney Mesa okay. off of Ruffin Road. Mm. Um, and so... Interestingly enough, I was introduced to it when I had Evelyn just looking for some volunteer work Mm. because I wasn't working full time. And I decided I'm going to go on to Volunteer San Diego and find something to do. And it turns out that they don't really tell you where you're going. They just say, here's the orientation. It's at this address. So you show up. And it was an introduction to Promises to Kids. Mm. And essentially what they do is they fill the gaps for foster youth. So I think there's a a misconception out there, and I was certainly under the same pretense where 
if you're brought into a home as a foster youth, you're brought into the home and you are part of the family. That generally is not the case. So there are a lot of funds that are missing and just gaps that are not always filled in by the foster family for a, a multitude of mm-hmm. reasons, I'm sure. Um, so what Promises to Kids does is it provides funding for um, the Guardian Scholars Program, which Scott is a part of and he's a mentor. Um, which, they, what is that? You can speak to that if you'd like. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, well, the Guardian Scholars <laughs> Program is one of the four programs through Promises to Kids, but it's for uh, kids going to college. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a junior Guardian Scholars for, for high school, but these are uh, college students that are former foster youth, and it's to support them. Um, it, because of their life path has been so different than you know any one of us. Um, traditionally, developmentally, there's a lot of, of support that's not there. Um, and so it's just being there through that college experience um, to be a sounding board more than anything and just be supportive for them. So I've, I've mentored two kids. Actually, one um, is now uh, in his first year of getting his master's, uh, but I met him when he was a freshman. Mm. And so he's wow. become kind of quasi part of our family mm-hmm. and the kids know him very well and he's been over several times. And so that's been, it's been fun. Um, originally I was, I was introduced to it by Carrie, obviously. Um, and it's one of those organizations where uh, as soon as you go in and you learn about it and you see the video and it's just hard to not yeah. mm-hmm. get involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been it's been again really really great for for our family and for the girls to to get involved so between the church and promises to kids those are our kind of our two mm-hmm. big um, giving areas mm-hmm. um, of both our time and our talents and treasures um, but it's been good for me as well mm-hmm. obviously there's a lot of estrogen in the house so <laughs> to have uh, to have somebody that's you know in in college and and somebody that I'm not in college anymore, although I like to feel like I am sometimes. <laughs> Don't we all? Uh, it's just, it's fun to go hang out and spend time with them. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's really all it comes down to is just be somebody that you know that, you know, if they text you, you're going to get a text back. Um, you're going to have some communication back because yeah. there's a lot of times there's just a send. They have so many different people hmm. in, in their lives. Um, and so there's not a lot of dependability. Mm. Uh, so it doesn't, it's really doesn't take a lot on on my end to carve out the time and just hmm. be available for people. So okay. it's been, it's been really good for, mm-hmm. for me personally. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And one of the other aspects of promises to kids that I feel is really powerful is they have a program called camp connect. So a lot of times when children are brought into foster care, if they are siblings, they're generally not placed in the same house. Mm. So a foster family, if you've got four kids coming in, they're going to be placed into four different homes And so what Camp Connect does and Promises to Kids funds this is once a month they have a program or a camp or a day at SeaWorld or something where these siblings can get together and stay connected with their brothers and sisters. Mm. Um, The other part is that they, they move around so much. So, you know, in any given year they can move three to four times with different families. So the ability for them to come back once a month and see their brother or their sister is just really powerful. Yes. And quite frankly, the story that I've shared this before, but the girls made this very small donation, but it was a huge of their hearts to do this. Mm -hmm. They walked in and they were asked, you know, where do you want your money to go towards? 
and they were explained, you know, there's a something special fund, so it could be maybe an after-school enrichment program. It could be for Camp Connect, which at the time they didn't know what – they still don't really know the yeah. full extent of it because it's pretty heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the way home, Catherine asked me, she said, well, what's camp? That sounds like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And I had to explain to her. I said, you know, the only way I can say this to make you feel it is imagine something happened – with mom and dad and you had to go live somewhere and you weren't with Evie anymore. Yeah. So you never got to see her on a regular basis. And she's looking out the car window and then she looks back in the mirror. She's like, I think I would die without my sister. Aww. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is, oh, you know, that, that shows you yeah. how powerful siblings are yeah. and how much you love them. And I said, so maybe we should call back and put the money towards the Camp Connect. She's like, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Super sweet. But I just, it it is really tough to mm-hmm. imagine. I mean, outside of our family directly, Promises to Kids really does have my heart and soul. It yes. Just, it is really, really powerful. Right. What they're doing. And you are really teaching your children to be generous because yeah. you do something through your business to help support promises to kids. And I don't know if you want to share about that, but, um, but that is such an example to your kids of not only giving of your time and talent, but also your resources. Yeah. I mean, I just, I feel like we're truly blessed to live the life that we live and, and in my profession as a realtor, you know, the way in which I felt I could give back the most is just by donating money. I, as much as I would love to say I have more time, mm-hmm. as you know. Mm-hmm. Right, of course. <laughs> um, we don't have a lot of that. Yes. But, um, yeah, so for every client that I help, I donate a percentage of my right. income back to them just as it's a no-brainer for me. I mean, that's just easy, and it just it feels a little... I don't know. It just feels like that's what mm-hmm. I've been called to do. Yes. You know, that's my calling. That's my passion, changing these kids' lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's not with the time, which luckily Scott's been able to give um, in the mentorship program, mm-hmm. you know, it's there. It's nonprofit, so mm-hmm. everybody needs the money. Mm-hmm. Every little bit can help. And I think it blesses your clients as well because yeah. the the look on their faces when you know you post a picture of them holding the check yeah. <laughs> of the percentage that's going from their house sale. Yes. Um, they're so, they are so uplifted yeah. from and that it, experience. It, and it gives me a good chance to be an advocate for them mm-hmm. out in the community. And I've told people in the past, you know, this is what I'm driven to do and what mm-hmm. I'm super passionate about. This doesn't have to be your thing. You know, this is what I'm doing, but you know, it, it challenges people really to, dig deep and say, okay, well, what do I care about? Maybe it's ASPCA, maybe it's clean oceans, Mm -hmm. maybe it's, I don't know, whatever your heart is driving you towards fixing, Mm -hmm. then go there, do that, you know, and it doesn't have to be money. It can be time, just having a conversation Mm -hmm. with people to let them know what it is Mm -hmm. can go a long way, I think. Yeah. And I think the, the lesson that, that we're trying to instill with the kids is, uh, you know, philanthropy isn't – everybody can be a philanthropist mm-hmm. to a degree, right? So it's um, – the girls have a little recycling business that they they do, um, and they give half the money to people who need help, and then half the money goes to the recycling sisters, right? So um, we were actually at a, an event with Promises to Kids last night, a beautiful home in, in Del Mar uh, with some 
you know, some big donors for promises to kids and raise children's and everything. And, um, you know, we're not wealthy people. Uh, you don't have to be wealthy to mm-hmm. be a philanthropist. Um, and that's where, you know, I applaud Carrie. She made the decision. It's, you know, we don't have the money to just write a big check, but you know, when we get something, mm-hmm. you know, it's not our money, right? It's, it's, you know, it's God's resources. Right. But if he blesses us with something, then a percentage of that should go. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I do that for the church, um, through our income and then carries transactional based, right? She's not on a salary or anything, right. but as she's blessed with resources, that's kind of where her resources mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. And so you you know, it's not Bill Gates. It's not anybody that has to write a, you know, $500 million check. It's just, right. it could be, you know, 10% is 10%. That's the beauty of percentages. Yes. Um, it can be at any level, whether you're, you know, recycling cans. And we just right. did a drop off on Saturday and it was $26.27. Awesome. Right. And so the girls do the math. It's like, okay, how much do each get? And then they went to Michael's and they spent their $6.50. Yes. Right? Love it. Um, so it's just, that's, and that's one of the things that, I think as the church, and one of the things that I look forward to to helping with the finance committee in that next level is that that kind of community of giving for the mm-hmm. church, um, because it is you know, we don't have necessarily those uh, videos or those things that tug at your heartstrings as mm-hmm. much as some of the other organizations. Um, but the need is so great, and and this church touches so many right. different things in the community yes. between the Boy Scouts and yes. you know Alcoholics Anonymous mm-hmm. and all the other mm-hmm. things um, that that should be the first place that that the money uh, goes to mm-hmm. is right support the church first mm-hmm. um, because the church is. You're spreading the word. It's They're just, doing the work. It, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. It's like fishers of men, right? right. So you're it, it extrapolates that mm-hmm. you touch one life, um, and that can have such a spread of an impact mm-hmm. for that. So um, that's where I think we found that it's been a, a great balance to have the church community and be involved there, but um, but also just children in general mm-hmm. and, and the foster youth and 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 being involved in promises to kids in mm-hmm. that area. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, you guys. I love it. Just a couple more questions to get to know you guys a little bit better. Um, who do you look up to and why? You guys are both smiling. Yeah. You look up to each other. Uh, we, uh, I, I do look up to you well, a lot. I admire you so much. Since, since, since we're in the church, Jesus, Jesus. is obviously got to be that's number the, one. You guys get right? an A+. Plus. It's got to be. I don't know if that was a trick question. That's yeah, not a trick um, question. No. But... Uh, but certainly, yes, the the, the teachings uh, of of Jesus. Um, besides that, I do look up to my wife. Um, not, besides that, not because I have to say that, but no, I really do. She's you she's had her. a very different mm-hmm. path than I have, um, and she's come out of the end of it a much better person than me. So um, it's hard to imagine, uh, but yes. Yeah, so it's my hard wife, to imagine. It is hard to imagine. Hard to imagine. Look at us. Look at us. Your humility. Not me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we kid. (laughs) Uh, Anybody you have in mind? Besides me, obviously. Besides you. Besides besides Jesus. Man, those are two two tough ones. Well, I mean, not any one in in particular. mm -hmm. I just admire and look up to strong parenting sets. You know, when I look Mm -hmm. at, for example, you and Paul... Mm -hmm. 
just raising good human beings who are going to go out into the world and come back and be these incredible citizens. Mm. You know, I mean, it's just we live in a very interesting society, Mm -hmm. much different than when we grew up. And when I think about, you know, this 10 year trajectory of where our kids will be and what that's going to look like. And I just I I really am finding myself seeking out people who have kids that are, you know, leaving the nest, Mm -hmm. coming back, maybe just getting married or having first. You know, I just I'm, I'm fascinated and I'm hungry to learn how people are Mm doing that successfully and of mm-hmm. course the two of you have done that very well well <laughs> we, we feel thankful for these good kids of ours definitely and you guys have the same thing mm-hmm. for now we're doing our best <laughs> and you will you will you will <laughs> um so what's a dream vacation for your family uh for me i'd love to get the family to africa mm-hmm. and uh i mean ever since the kids were small we've been going to the zoo and it's just been a big part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of stuff that we watch on TV has been, you know, the the wild. And and so I'd, I'd love to be there on a uh, really good African safari yes. with the kids. Mm-hmm. Once they're old enough to appreciate to it. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can be there for, you know, at least a week to 10 days because it's going to take yeah. some time. Once they're old enough to be able to handle the 36 hours right? of travel or yeah. whatever, right. yeah. <laughs> the horrible schedule that um, it is. <laughs> so that would be, that would be great. And just the small, you know, I say small, but the, the mission trips too. I, mm-hmm. I did several of those when I was in high school and middle school. Um, and my dad was on several of those with work trips, nothing international though. I mean, we just went to, you know, we were in Arizona or New Mexico and Kentucky and just, little work trips mm-hmm. um so being so close to the border and doing the house builds yes. um with sun house that'll be a lot of fun mm-hmm. to do with the kids too mm-hmm. um but selfishly i'd like to see some elephants yes <laughs> i'm with you there <laughs> in the wild in the wild in the wild, in the wild. yes yes i think europe europe would be fun too mm-hmm. Catherine's quite the artist and and she'll have to maybe mirror some of your work eventually <laughs> but i th- her i think it would be fun to have her go through a proper you know museum in france or mm-hmm. in italy or something and have her really just exposed to to what has started it all you yeah. know she just she's i think that that would be really cool once she gets a little older again yes, <laughs> yes. to appreciate it we definitely want to get to venice now yeah, yes, of course. <laughs> uh, we went actually we did an Italian honeymoon. <laughs> your first choice. Yeah, you went to Italy for your honeymoon. Yeah. We did. Where did you guys go? Fabulous. Uh, it was a tour. Um, so we were by far the youngest people on a tour by oh, thirty years. I love years, it. I love easily. it. We've done it was trips great. like that. <laughs> it was. We were like everybody's children, and so they took care of us, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, but we did kind of the the big ones. It was through Rome and Venice mm-hmm. and Florence, Florence and Amalfi and Tuscany and. Mm. Uh, it was great. We had a lot. Uh, it yeah. was good. Yeah. Um, so now, you know, now we know where we would want to go back and spend some more time. But Venice was just really special mm-hmm. and fun. Um, so before it sinks, I know. Like I know. I. But you know, the the hope is that this isn't the first time it's happened. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's and it keeps worse. being there. Yeah. <laughs> keeps you getting know. worse though. So. I know. I know. Before it's all gone. Right. Definitely. <laughs> Crumbles. Definitely. Hopefully we've got another couple of generations. I think yeah. so. Maybe maybe we'll be okay. Yeah. Um. So you guys, I have always admired how you how well you balance your careers 
and your family. Um, you are such wonderful parents. You're such a wonderful couple. Um, you do volunteer work and you have these full careers. So what's the secret, you guys? How do you do it? <laughs> uh, considering it, it took <laughs> lots us and lots of text a messages. month to just get this <laughs> nailed down uh, for 30 minutes here. I don't know what um, we're doing. <laughs> it's not that great. I mean, I think at the when I started, when I decided what I wanted to do, I knew it was going to have one of the benefits of being an advisor is it is a flexible mm -hmm. schedule. So you can meet clients wherever you kind of write your own schedule. And so that was really important to me before I had kids, mm -hmm. just kind of fast forwarding because my dad was at pretty much all my games and stuff like that. Nice. So I wanted to make sure that I had that flexibility. Um, and it just works out that with carrying real estate and, and me as an advisor, we we have that flexibility. Well, so you're that, both self-employed. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's good and bad. Um, I mean, it's mostly good. Uh, there's not a whole lot of, of structure that you don't set yourself. So hmm. that's something that we continue to work on yeah. is to stay disciplined with time, time management, and things <laughs> like that. <laughs> but the, the kids end up taking, you know, precedent, obviously mm -hmm. all the time. So whenever something mm -hmm. pops up and, it's important for the kids. It ends up being at the top of the list. Sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. What do you What do you think, Carrie? You have any tips? No. How you I, survive? I check my calendar every morning just to see where I'm supposed to be. Yes. I feel like it's literally a day to day. Yes. Thing just to remember everything. Um, but we're very good at communicating. Mm -hmm. I think that's. I mean, whether it's a text message or an email or a phone call, I feel like we are in constant communication mm -hmm. I honestly I think about what it was like a generation ago hmm. you know when there we didn't have yeah no phones no I know. like my dad would go to work and <laughs> right. then he would show up you know at six o'clock or something and I'm sure he wasn't you know on the phone with my mom at all <laughs> Probably. right he you know, just goes and does his job and yes. you know, she was in charge of the kids and all that stuff yes but, I mean we must uh, we have to have at least 50 texts a day I mean just throughout the day <laughs> yeah. of just random stuff that's going on i mean no they joke. just yeah. they just add up yes um so it's it's laughable kind of that we've become that dependent on yeah. a technology that didn't even exist 15 years ago but uh well i guess now 20 years ago yeah getting do you, older we're do all you, older. i know it's, that's a bummer right <laughs> 40s <laughs> yeah uh do you think that uh, we just didn't have as many options as kids so our parents didn't have to keep track of as much maybe yeah, um, I, I fully agree with that. Hmm. Yeah, it, it seems like, and that's part of the thing that we're trying to focus on too, is it's okay for kids to just not be involved in mm -hmm. everything, right? You're just so overstimulated and overworked and running from one thing to another, and we've got, you know, the laundry list of things that kids are involved in. Um, but I I don't remember that. You know, mm -hmm. I was on some sports teams, but I spent a lot of time just playing in the backyard in sure. the woods and yeah. just just doing my own mm -hmm. thing. Um, well, and that's just a, a factor of society, too, right? You don't just go let your kids run around in the street until dusk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Come home when it's dark, mm -hmm. you know, and that's, that's the way we grew up as well. Just go play and make forts in the woods and you yeah. know, show mm -hmm. up when it's dark and go to bed. Yeah. Start the day over. A lot of times it does. It feels like there's some you know pressure from society to you know you're building your kids resume already mm -hmm. you know it's like, 
all right, they have to be a black belt and they have to be <laughs> play an instrument and yes. all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, what I don't know. I don't know if that's really the best thing to do mm-hmm. or not. You know, mm-hmm. maybe it's maybe they're missing out on some stuff. I think um, that's what we feel that if we don't put them in this certain lesson, they're going to miss out on being the most fabulous <laughs> musician that ever lived, yeah. you know. Right. Yeah, where I don't think our parents thought about that. No. <laughs> no. And that's probably for the best. Uh, although I will say I do regret quitting on piano lessons. Yes. I told my mom it was the one thing so this is the one th- my life is perfect except piano lessons. Except piano lessons. I remember telling you <laughs> You that. did well with everything. And now here look at you me. Failed. I really wish I knew how to play the piano. Oh and my so, goodness. It's never too late to start. That's right. It's never good, too late. Right? Good word there, Carrie. That's so funny. Well, Paul and I always say we're the what is the the, the jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah. <laughs> we, we're not accomplished at anything. <laughs> but we can do a little You're bit of everything. Pretty accomplished. I was artist, going to say. I will say. <laughs> your tongue. But we can we can do a little bit of it. We can squeak by in most things. Yeah. <laughs> well, is there anything else you guys would like to share? No, today? thanks for the time. Thank this is fun. Yeah, thanks for having really us. Amazing. It's good to have you guys in here. Thank you, Millers, for joining me on the LJPC Conversations podcast. And thank you to everyone for listening. Please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. This podcast has been produced by me, Shannon Cunningham, and our wonderful director of communications, Jim Sedgwick. 